Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash tutor. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travers and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm so glad that you are joining me today because today I am joined by someone who is on the forefront of increasingly gro- the increasingly growing parents' rights and education freedom movement, and that is Corey DeAngelis. He is a self-described school choice evangelist and the author, author of the new book, Mediocracy, 40 Ways Government Schools Are Failing Today's Students. Corey, I mean... There's way more than 40. I know that. But that's probably what you could get to in the book. I just think that right now is a a very interesting time. So I'm glad you're joining us today to talk about it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, we really had to whittle it down to 40 because it came out on the 40th anniversary of the Nation and Risk Report uh, talking about a rising tide of mediocrity in the government school system back in 1983. And we're still seeing a lot of the same problems and even more of the problems when it comes to the curriculum uh, misalignment with the leftist indoctrination in the classroom. So things haven't gotten any better. In some ways, have gotten worse, and we're spending more and more money than ever. Well, obviously, we came out of the pandemic. The pandemic was devastating to our kids. But really, the question that people have now is, was it necessary to have kids out of school as long as they were out of school? You have a lot of interesting conversations going back between the Teachers Union President Randy Weingarten and the the media who and, and even on Twitter when she's saying I wanted kids to go back to school. She was the driving force in kids staying home from school. I remember teachers writing out their obituaries and she was saying, you know, these teachers aren't going to make it through, even though they were the first to get vaccinated. And if you are on that side of the aisle, then you believe that that was the the gift of life. So how come it was that they had to stay home, even though they were put in some cases, I mean, in, in the state of Michigan, they were vaccinated at the same time as the elderly were vaccinated. Yeah, look, Brandy Weingarten, the teachers unions held children's education hostage to secure multiple multi-billion dollar ransom payments from taxpayers. It wasn't just that they knew that they could keep their jobs 
while uh, and, and keeping the funding going to the government school system while not having to show up to work each day like every other industry. It was worse than that. They knew that if they kept the schools closed, they could use that as leverage as to why they needed even more money pumped into the government school system. In Detroit, for example, they now spend over $20,000 per student per year to, with all of this so-called COVID relief funding that was pumped into the schools, it wasn't associated with the higher likelihood of reopening the, the institutions. And it was it's all because the incentives are completely backwards in the government school system where they fail and they're rewarded for it. Every year, for decades now, we've seen that underperforming private and charter schools, well, they shut down. Underperforming government schools, they just get more and more money, partially because they can say that their failure is because they don't have enough. And we saw that right in front of our eyes with COVID. But I'm kind of happy in, in one way. There's a silver lining th that the teacher unions overplayed their hand and awakened a sleeping giant, which happens to be parents who want more of a say in their kids' education because they got to see what the heck was going on in the classroom. Parents who thought that their kids were in great public schools, maybe they, they were A-rated schools, maybe their kids were coming home with high marks on their report card. Well, those same parents started to see another dimension of school quality that I would argue is more important than anything that could be captured by a standardized test, which is whether the school's curriculum aligns with their values. Look, Vody Bauckham said it best. We cannot continue to send our children to Caesar for their education and be surprised when they come home as Romans. Well, in many places, the parents aren't surprised anymore, and that's the good news. And so Randy Weingart and the teachers unions, they can keep gaslighting about their role in school closures. But we know we know what happened. Parents saw what was happening to their kids with this so-called remote learning, which was more like remotely learning. We know that the, the teachers unions lobbied the CDC to keep the schools closed as long as possible. We saw the tweets from the teachers union saying it was racist and sexist to reopen schools, which is total garbage. We saw the hypocrisy on full display. We saw the Chicago Teachers Union board member, for example, vacationing in Puerto Rico while crying to go about going back to work in, in person. It was fine to go vacation overseas, but somehow it wasn't safe enough to go back to work in your own town. It's because it's more enjoyable to go well, on but, but even if we go beyond COVID, I, if I, I mean, you mentioned Detroit. So Detroit Public Schools, it, the the ratings there are just horrendous. They, I think they have a clo in several of the schools about a 5% literacy rating and their math and reading scores, they're, they're just off the charts bad. And we know that the teachers union has put a massive amount of money into Democrat campaigns. And so these are our people like Gretchen Whitmer. She got a ton of money from teachers unions. These are folks like Joe Biden, who was just endorsed by the teachers union. They slobbered all over Joe Biden. And I think about it from a business perspective. If you are the governor, how can you legitimately take money from an organization and you know you are in charge of the fiscal responsibility of the state? You are making sure that you are making good decisions with the taxpayer dollars, but those taxpayer dollars are going into this union, going directly to you, and then you are getting personal power and using none of it to ensure that these kids have a good education. And to the, to the point that Gretchen Whitmer was sued in 2019 
by students in the Detroit public school system because they said they were robbed of an education because of her policies. And she allowed that to happen because she has not stepped in to ensure that these schools are actually going to provide a, an education. And this is on the heels of us just finding out that our 13-year-olds rated the lowest in math scores in decades in the United States. But politicians will gladly take their money and keep them going and support public schools who are, are not providing a service that has any value whatsoever. How is this possible that you don't have anybody screaming? I mean, Journalists claim that they want to be treated like they are coming out with facts that they are non-biased. How are they not saying this is hurting our most vulnerable communities to force these children into schools that are not giving them an education? Yeah, too many journalists are just biased activists that are another arm of the propaganda machine. And so they're just repeating the leftist narrative to keep the story going uh, that, that they want to tell, as opposed to just sharing the news and sharing the facts. And politicians in too many places, uh, or far too many of them, they care more about power than logic or morality. So that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. I mean, think about the issue of school choice. Think about Randy Weingarten, the teachers unions, the, the, the American Federation of Teachers, her her union contributed over 99.9% of their campaign contributions to Democrats in 2022. So it's very lopsided. And so you have something that should be a bipartisan issue when you look at the polls and the voters, Democrats, Republicans and independents, latest nationwide polling shows supermajority support among Republicans, independents, and Democrats for school choice with 72% support overall, yet you have Democratic politicians voting to trap kids in failing government schools year after year after year because they're owned by the teacher unions. And that's pretty much the only way to explain it, because if you think about school choice, it's you can make left and right leaning arguments for it. It's more competition. It's more of a market based reform. It's giving more freedom to families, but it's also an equalizer too. the, the least advantaged have school uh, don't have school choice because they're stuck in the worst government schools. The most advantaged already have school choice in the form of living in the nearby the best public schools that are more likely at least to be able to afford private school tuition and fees. So school choice, giving the funding to the families as opposed to the government institutions is an equalizer. And Democrats support all these other policies where the money goes directly to people and then they can shop around at private alternatives. Think about higher education. You have Pell Grants, taxpayer dollars that can be used at public or private universities. You have pre-K programs that can be used at any private provider that the family wants to, to take that funding to, including the federal Head Start program. You think about food stamps, that's a voucher, uh, taxpayer dollars that can be used at private grocery stores directed by the parents. You can keep going on with these examples, Medicaid dollars, they don't have to be used at a residentially assigned government run hospital. You can use it at private, even religiously affiliated hospitals. But then when it comes to K to 12 education, Democrats will fight as hard as possible against any change to the status quo because they want to keep that money going to the Democrat, uh, the uh, teachers unions who basically funnel all that funding back to the Democratic Party. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iHeart. The teachers union has a lot of power in what's happening in the classroom. We know that there has been a lot of push toward, well, you should be the, you should be a part of the Democrat Party. You know, and we know that in the classroom there is a lot of anger toward Republicans. And so and and they've oftentimes come out. I mean, I remember talking to someone who was telling me one of our congressmen who was telling me that in his child's public school, the teacher went to his child and said, your father is trying to cut my salary. And he said, I mean, this is just ridiculous. It's not true. They will. They but they these are winning messages. They've been winning in purple states and blue states on these messages, but it's starting to, the tide is starting to turn. And I do say that that is a lot because of COVID, because COVID did open the eyes of parents and parents started to say, well, um, maybe I don't want my kids to be learning this. Maybe I want my kids to have an an opportunity to have a focus in their lives on, on history or something else. And, and then in the midst of that, we started to have this issue where they started to push a lot of these pride conversations into schools and parents that those those are conversations I want to have at home. And so you've seen school choice initiatives passing in states like Iowa, Arkansas, uh, Oklahoma, Florida. This is a this is something that folks in your industry have been working for for decades. Does it feel like some of those wins are really big wins in the after decades of work that you're starting to actually see this move forward? And it's coming 
kind of organically from the parents who are saying, yeah, I'm into this. Let's do this. Let me choice. Let me choose a values based school for my kid rather than just be forced into what's ever available in the neighborhood. That's right. Parents want education as opposed to indoctrination and too many schools are pushing a leftist narrative that, that parents left and right, they, they don't want to deal with it, especially when it comes to the the sexual uh, topics in the classroom as well. Democrats and Republicans want to have those conversations at home, just like you said. But look, this the, the wind is at our backs when it comes to this school choice revolution that has really ignited right before our eyes. And it's the teachers union's own dang fault for, for overplaying their hand. And now in the past two years alone, we've had seven states, you list a bunch of them right there. Seven states in just two years go all in on school choice, meaning every single family, regardless of income, regardless of background, regardless of zip code, can now take their children's state-funded education dollars to the education provider of their choosing. That could be the public school. If you like your public school, you can keep your public school unlike with your doctor. But if not, you can take that same funding. In Arizona, for example, they were the first state to do this in 2022. It's $7,000 per student. You can take that to an education savings account to spend on private school tuition and fees, on charter schools, on home-based education options like homeschool curriculum or private micro schools or private tutors. The funding follows the student and it's all students. It's not like the incremental reforms that we saw in the past where it was just certain groups, you know, whether you were this income or that income or whether you're from this uh you know had this kind of uh disability or or, or that type of um uh category there was there was these kind of means tested approaches before now it's you know states are understanding and legislators are understanding that all parents want this we shouldn't be picking winners and losers and we fund a public education for all families regardless of income we don't tell you oh you you know you make too much money you can't go to the public school we don't restrict access to government education by income we shouldn't restrict school choice by income either and everybody wants this regardless of race or or political well, but but the argument is that oh this is if you're i mean having run for office the argument is if you're for school choice then you're really against the lowest income people because you just want the elites to have private school. I've never understood that argument because this is giving the, the elites can have public or private school. They it's it's available to them. They have all the money in the world. And then the other argument I don't get is we have to give more money to the schools that are underperforming because you just said $20,000 a student in Detroit. Hey, look, schools on my side of the state that are charging tuition it's $7,000 a student for tuition. So how is a private school able to do, and, and I know that their teachers don't get as much money, but they are, you know, their heart is there and they are in, they are supported in a different way in these values-based schools. So how are they able to graduate students that have a strong understanding in all aspects, whether it is reading or literature, writing or math or history or science. Uh, they have these comprehensive programs and the students come out with opportunity, but we still keep graduating students from Detroit, Detroit public schools. Their only opportunity is a life of crime because they don't have enough knowledge to work in a, a career. I mean, if you can't read, you can't do math. If you can't read, you can't give somebody change at the store. People don't understand how devastating it is to have underperforming schools. And underperforming isn't even a significant enough. Failing schools, totally failing schools 
if you cannot read, what kind of a life do you have? That's exactly right. And one of my first studies actually linked the Milwaukee Parental Choice Program to crime later on in life. And since then, there are six peer-reviewed studies on the topic. I've done two of them. And all of them find statistically significant positive effects of school choice on reducing crime. For example, there's this one study from... And and let me pause you there for a second, because Michigan has four of the 20 most violent cities in the country. Detroit is one of those. Wait, I think Detroit is, it's always battling, how sad is this, for number one or two on the most violent cities in the country. And, and that would say, you have all these Democrats coming out and saying, we've got to have gun laws and we've got to prevent people from getting guns. How about we educate people? What about that? That's right. And it, look, for example, one of these studies in New York City, for example, in Harlem Children's Zone, they found that winning a lottery to attend a charter school reduced adult incar- incarceration for male students by about by 100 percent. It was a complete elimination of crime for male students and for oh. female students. It was a 59 percent reduction in the likelihood of reporting a teenage pregnancy, all else equal, after controlling for backgrounds and student and family characteristics. So school choice can't only benefit you just based on test scores or academics. There's a lot of these non-academic benefits because parents are choosing schools for a ton of different reasons, partially based on academics and getting a better education, which leads to a lot of these longer-term benefits. But also they're choosing safe schools. They want a school that's aligned with their values. And so we, we shouldn't expect school choice to only benefit students on standardized test scores. And to get to your first point about, you know, this this doesn't help the low-income students, that's completely backwards. I mean, they're describing the status quo where the most advantaged already have school choice. And a lot of these hypocrites who vote against school choice, they either went to private school themselves or they sent their kids to private school. In, in North Carolina, for example, their governor, Roy Cooper, is a massive hypocrite, sent his own kid to private school, which I don't blame him for that. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah, they, 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 he, he called for it. But uh, yeah, you don't blame him. But how crazy that you would rob other kids. Exactly. So don't shut the, the door behind you. Joe Biden sent his kids to private school. He exclusively attended private school. Um, you got Gavin Newsom out in California. There's so many of these high profile Democrats who are just massive hypocrites on the issue of school choice. And it's it's because this has nothing to do with logic or morality. It's, it's all about power and the Democrats being owned by the teachers unions. But look, there's a new special interest group that has emerged, and, and they're called parents, and they care about their kids more than anything else. <laughs> and I think they're going to win the war. I mean, we have red states toppling their monopolies all, all across the country, seven of them going all in in two years. It's just massive. And we have a lot of other victories this year where they're a little more incremental, not universal. We had South Carolina, Montana, Wisconsin just had a pretty big win, New Hampshire, Indiana, Nebraska got their first private school choice program this year. I'm going to complain here for a minute. You are saying things that are just absolutely incredible. And honestly, it's the first time I've heard the the crime number that you gave that it's if you go to if you leave and you attend a private school, you have a 100 percent reduction in becoming a criminal or having criminal activity in your life. Fifty nine percent reduction in an unwanted pregnancy. Why do we not hear that? Because I will tell you. I watch what the Democrats do and they go out and they tell you we're going to make sure that we reduce gun violence and and they they have no plan to reduce gun violence. But they say that the Republicans want guns. And so that's hurting our low income neighborhoods. We're going to make sure they have access to women's health care because that's hurting these women. 
Why are we not coming out and saying Democrats are forcing these kids into a life of crime, but our policies will make sure that they have opportunity, that they have success, that they move on, that they are able to work in a team and that they are able to have a successful life, that they are not in a situation where they end up even having to look at an abortion because they have a reduction in unwanted pregnancies, that those policies are just so incredible. Why? Why do I not hear about it? What are we doing wrong? I think Republicans haven't been the education candidate for far too long, so they've kind of shied away from the issue because they weren't the candidate just dumping more money into the system. But I think Glenn Youngkin, and and you were kind of tapping into this a little bit as well, talking about it in terms of a positive aspect in in parental rights, that really puts Democrats on defense. And with Terry McAuliffe, it didn't really work out too well for him, (laughs) where in a state that went to Biden the year before uh, by 10 points, Youngkin won by six points with education voters, uh, which was the number two issue in that election out in Virginia. And just just the other day, uh, the Virginia primaries just happened. And my organization, the American Federation for Children, we endorsed eight candidates uh, in their primaries and seven of seven of them won. So school choice and parental rights is becoming more and more of a political winner. It doesn't uh, get you across the finish line in every single uh, election, but it is something that Republicans should uh, lean into as hard as possible. Because think about it, if a Republican doesn't say a word about parental rights, well, the Democrat doesn't lose any ground about uh, just uh, uh, not having to address the issue because they have to address the issue of parental rights. Well, they either have to lose ground with the teachers unions or the kids union, their parents, because if they come out for parents, Randy Weingarten is going to be mad. They come out against parents. Well, then the parents are paying attention more than they ever have before. So Republicans should lean into this. They should gain more confidence um, uh, in doing so because it really is a winning issue. Look at the polling. You look at the election results, at least from the organ, the, the, the endorsements from my organization in the midterms. We in, uh, we targeted 69 incumbents in state legislatures for opposing parental rights, and we took out 40 of them, which is one of the toughest things to do in politics. And then we won 76% of the races that we engaged in. Um, uh, so, so school choice has emerged as a political winner. It's not just the right thing to do, but it's, it's also politically beneficial as well. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash tutor. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How does Randy Weingarten continue to have this much power? I mean, why does she stay at the top of this organization, and why is she the go-to for anything kids? I know people have come after you before and said, why are you interested in this? You don't have kids. But here's someone who has mm-hmm. spent their life and has never had an interest in having kids. This is a, a woman who is married to another woman. They have no children. She is very obviously someone who is is very defensive of the pride movement and pushes that. Why Why does she have this kind of power? And why does nobody say, where does this come from? I don't know how they reelected her again after she keeps stepping in it over and over again and just making a fool of the unions on a national scale. I mean, there are a lot of conservative teachers who must be really ticked off with Randy Weingarten. If they look at her Twitter feed, I mean, she's just attacking Republicans left and right and conservative values nonstop every day. Several tweets just attacking Republicans and Republican politicians and conservatives. And I would be upset if I was a teachers union member. Um, but at the same time, I think we shouldn't we shouldn't tell them. We should be quiet. Let Randy Weingarten continue to make them look horrible because they're doing more to advance the concepts of school choice and homeschooling than anyone could have ever imagined. So perhaps we should actually donate to continue the reign of Randy Weingarten so that we can keep continuing to win on the front of educational freedom. Because the more that they make themselves look like look like idiots. I mean, she was just in Ukraine. I woke up to a tweet like a couple months ago, and I thought it was a Babylon Bee article, but it wasn't. And it wasn't a dream either. It was actually Randy Weingarten saying that she was in Ukraine going to the front lines to assess the situation. I was like, what are you going to do? Make the make the war go remote like you did with the schools? That right. might actually that might have actually helped. But no, it, it just so happened that she left to Ukraine right when the nation's report card scores were coming out, finding devastating learning loss. And you just mentioned that even more scores just came out from 2023, finding 
basically all-time lows in reading in the first time in like 50 years uh, lows in, in reading for the nation's report card. Perhaps we'll see that she's out in Ukraine next next week um, to, to avoid addressing the cataclysmic uh, learning loss that, that, that uh, she's responsible for in the government school system. But that's another thing. I mean, you see, th- that is a pretty extravagant trip. And she's been on several extravagant trips for someone who is in charge of the teachers union for the United States. She certainly does leave the United States quite a bit. But that's not unique to Randy Weingarten. This is something that we see in our schools. If you were to FOIA what is happening with the administration at these schools, you would find that they spend weeks in in Hawaii, they spend weeks in the Caribbean, they have these exotic, extravagant trips that cost sometimes in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for just a few administrators from one school or one district to go on this extravagant trip. And we're being told they need more money, teachers aren't getting paid enough. Why do the teachers not say, uh, wait a minute. Are you kidding me that you took seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and went on an extravagant trip with with four or five people from this district? And and that was pulled out of the system because it's all expensed. It's all taxpayer money. How is this not how is how are people not making a bigger deal out of this? Yeah, look, the government school system has become more of a jobs program for adults, particularly administrators, than an education initiative for kids. And yeah, the teachers should be upset about the policies pushed by people like Randy Weingarten, who make over $500,000 a year. They push for putting more people into the buildings, particularly administrators, which means more dues-paying members for all these unions, which means more money to the Democratic uh, campaigns. Uh, I mean, it's all part of the same problem. But if you were to just to have it pulled directly from their paychecks so they don't even see it. It just gets, so those dues are there. That money is there. But I mean, I'm talking about even beyond the money that's going into the union, money that goes into the schools is being used nefariously. It's being used for vacations. I mean, in some schools, you're even, the teachers even are allowed to go get plastic surgery on the taxpayer's dime. how, How is this possible that we are not saying, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to pay the teachers, we're going to get money into the classroom, and we're going to have results. Because I come from the manufacturing world. If I make, if I have a product line that is making even 75% good product, but I mean, we're talking about having 5% good product, 95% scrap in the manufacturing world. So 95% of a, of a problem, and they are still getting money in Detroit. And they're spending money on vacations. How can it be? It's because the the government schools are not directly accountable to families like charter and private schools are. And so if we had universal school choice, that 20 or so thousand dollars in Detroit public schools, if that went directly to parents and they could vote with their feet to different institutions, if they saw that one institution was failing their kids for decades, you think that school would still be open? No, they would rip their kids out, take that scholarship to another institution, probably for less money that's doing a better job, and you'd have a free market in education. That's how it should work. I mean, just think about it. It's it's totally uh, ridiculous how you live in one place and you have to shop at one particular K-12 educational institution and you got to go there. You're residentially assigned there. You have to pay through it through compulsory property taxes and other tax streams. And if you don't like it, it's basically too bad. You have to 
move houses, which is extremely costly, especially for low-income families, or pay out of pocket for another provider. We don't do that with anything else. I mean, just imagine if you didn't like your grocery store in your area, and it was serving you um, expired food, and it was giving you food poisoning each week, and it cost a ton of money, and you had to move houses in order to get to a better grocery store. It wouldn't make any sense. Or if you had to pay twice, you had to pay for the, the poison food while also having to pay for another provider. That doesn't make sense. We don't do that with food stamps either. The funding follows the parent's decision. You're not assigned to a government-run grocery store. And that explains 90% of the problems in the government school today. If parents could, if could choose, you would fix everything from the bottom up organically. Is there a way to start in states like Michigan, for example, where this is not the case? I mean, you can you can choice within your your area. You can go to a different district, but you can't go to a private school. So for states where that's not available, is there a way for parents who are truly very involved and want to see this? Is there a way for them to push back on this by choosing a values-based school? Because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's out of my price range. I can't do it. But what I'd like people to hear is that oftentimes these values-based schools are willing to help you. And we have seen in our area, our schools, our private schools are overflowing now. They are actually telling people, we have a wait list, we can't get you on. And the public schools are are somewhat panicked because they're saying, well, why are all these kids leaving? But isn't that a great way to send them the message, do better? That's right. And the government schools nationwide have lost over a million students since pre-pandemic levels. So... People are already voting with their feet, um, and people need to be aware of their options. So, look, in, in Michigan, there aren't any private school choice programs yet, but there is a, a wide variety of charter schools, and there are classical charter schools as well that parents can choose. So, I would uh, look into that. Charter schools have $0 tuition, so they're free, but what, what, what that means is there is a lot of wait lists a lot of the times at the best right. schools, but you should still look into that. Also, homeschooling, yes, there are costs associated with homeschooling, but there's also micro-schooling or pandemic pods that a lot of people were talking about over the past few years where you essentially economize on the process of homeschooling, get about 10 students together in a household, and you can have a private tutor or have the parents switch off to where it's not uh, as costly as homeschooling where it's one-on-one and it requires all of your time. If you do this micro-school concept, that could be another option as well to be more economically feasible. Um, uh, by banding together with other uh, parents and, and, and other students as well. Um, and so those are some of the options, but I would also fight at the uh, at the Capitol in a peaceful way for school choice bills. Michigan came pretty close, for example, when the Republicans uh, controlled the legislature. The the hypocrite governor uh, Governor Whitmer vetoed that. Uh, we were pretty close to over overturning it with the uh, the, the signature gathering, uh, but now um, uh, Democrats are in control of of uh, the legislature in in Michigan, but. So I think uh, one of the one of the best solutions is to try to live in a red state um, or to turn your blue state into hey, a red state. And one way to state. get there, <laughs> we are well, one way to get we are there. We're a purple state. We became blue, but I I always encourage people stay so that we can ha- we can go back. And one way to get there is for Republicans to lean into school choice and parental rights as a political winner. The more that they do that, the more that Democrats will either have to defect on the issue and maybe you'll get some more bipartisan support to pass these policies in purplish or blue states or red states. Uh, But if not, 
they should lose elections on the issue because school choice is such a popular uh, issue. And perhaps the blue or purple will turn back into red on the issue of education freedom. Uh, so that's, that's a couple that's right. ways to get there. Well, and before I let you go, I always like to tell the people who are listening, the other thing that I think you have to consider as a parent today that we really didn't have to consider when we were growing up is you are in their life for K through 12. So you can have a big influence on what's happening on K through 12. And especially if you do look for that values-based school and that aligns with what you're teaching at home. But once those kids go to college, it's a whole new world out there. And there are values-based universities. I mean, Michigan, we have Hillsdale, we have Cornerstone, we have Hope, Calvin, all of these universities that I think a lot of people think that's out of my range. I can't do that. Really take a hard look at that because I've had so many people tell me we had our kids until they went to college and now we just, it's like they're totally different people. And that's something that I think is that next push in professors. They're really pushing this like separate kids from their parents and it's devastating. And I mean, look, I think the left is going to continue quadrupling down on this anti-parent rhetoric. And, you know, if you look at some of the founders of the public education system, like Horace Mann, they explicitly said that the purpose of the government school compulsory school system is to uh, to create uh, good citizens in, in ways that they thought uh, they that 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 were aligned with their values. And we're seeing that today. A lot of the people in the school system, they don't see it as a way to educate kids uh, in, in the basics. They see it as a way to raise other people's kids. Right. Uh, but hopefully the left will lose control over the minds of other people's children soon. And this is really a battle, not left versus right, though. It's, it's a battle about who do the kids belong to? What are parental rights? Who should make the, those decisions for, for the children? Do the kids belong to the government, to the government institutions, to the state, or do they belong to the parents? And do the parents have the best information uh, to make these decisions for their own kids? And I think most people in society are not communists who think kids belong to the government. They uh, understand parental rights. So again, politicians would be wise to listen to parents and to, to run on parental rights as a political winner going forward. Well, Joe Biden would tell you they are not your kids. They are our kids. And I think yeah, that has so. been <laughs> scaring people quite a bit, but maybe they haven't heard enough. I think that's at least two or three times that he's publicly come out and said that now. So make sure you know exactly what that means, because that is the that is big educate big education coming for your kids. Corey, tell our our listeners where they can get your book. Uh, you can just Google DeAngelis Mediocrity and you'll find it, but it's on Amazon. It's Mediocrity, 40 Ways Government Schools Are Failing Today's Students. And here is the cover. It's with my co-author, Connor Boyack. Get it at Amazon, Mediocrity. Awesome. Thank you so much, Corey DeAngelis. Thank you for coming on. It's always good to hear about what you're working on because you're working for all of us and we appreciate that. Thank you so much, Tudor. And thank you all for joining me on the Tudor Dixon podcast. As always, for this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And join us the next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a great day.
two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.